You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Seattle's favorite socialist slash Marxist council member, Shama Sawant, has called for an investigation after death threats from a fire department email account. That's what we're talking about today here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. If you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies, but I read the news that you like to hear. Let's jump on in. This is from my Northwest. And I looked at this at a handful of different media outlets. And I'm like, okay, we got to talk about this. So on one hand, this gal wants to defund the police, we need to reimagine, we need to rethink all that stuff. But hey, I'm getting death threats over here. I need this investigated. That's literally what's going on. Seattle City Council member Shama Sawant is calling for an investigation after receiving multiple threatening messages from a city email account. When I read that, I thought, yeah, that is a phishing example. Those are not legit threats. That's somebody jacking somebody else's email account and sending over messages. And if you can't figure that out and you're claiming that it's all, it's, I mean, what a stupid thing to do actually coming from a fire department account. So IT is going to take one look at this and go, oh, yeah, here's what's going on. I mean, no firefighter is going to, oh, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to send this out from my company account. That's not going to come back to haunt me. According to Sawant, the emails began on December 17th, right before Christmas, 2020, with escalating language that culminated in a threat against her life on January 18th, 2021. I'm not on board with any of these kind of threats and totally understand when you get a threat like this, you got to take it seriously, because you have no idea who the nutcake is who is sending this in. You just don't know. Maybe they're just there's some I mean, there's so many internet trolls out there, right? Usually they set up a fake Google account, send it in that way, or they mask their IP address. Yeah, just a bunch of that stuff. The basics, 101 phishing on the interweb, right? And I, I, I'm not in favor of people doing that, but it happens. I've had people call me and you know threaten me. I'm, I'm going to complain against you to the FBI, Department of Justice, and um, Homeland Security because you have an opinion that doesn't coincide with mine. You read the news and you have your own opinions. That's un-American. People do that to me all the time. And you know what I do? Okay. Well, that's your opinion too. Go ahead. See how Department of Justice reacts to your complaint. Probably very similar to the 19,000 complaints against the Seattle Police Department over this summer's past summer's protests. Not sustained would be the final file uh, finding. Sean, not sustained against you. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to keep on going because for a second there, I was worried that Department of Justice was going to shut me down for having an opinion. The time is here and you will not have a place after tomorrow, Councilwoman. The January 18th email read, announce your resignation now, comma, or else. Yeah, that's a horrible threat. I mean, not cool. Not cool. But when you're demanding the very people that you're basically trying to defund, uh, what are we saying here? We're saying, okay, you guys over here, you don't get the police department coverage. But me, because I'm an important person on the Seattle City Council, I'm going to demand an inquiry here. 
I deserve this. The email is originated from a Seattle Fire Department account, although SFD contacted Swan on December 31st, telling her that the employee is claiming he did not send the emails himself, which is typically the case, implying that the account was hacked. Despite the SPSFD's awareness of the matter, though, the emails have continued in the days since, which tells me that is a phishing. That's, that's, that's all they're doing. They haven't jacked an account. You can make an account look like it's somebody else's account. We have that happen all the time. I send out tons of email. And sometimes you get, you know, whatever it is. Um, and you just got to tell people, all right, look at that email address. And we've checked with their IT. And it's not from our server. It's somebody else doing basically a mirror type thing. And it looks like it's coming from us. But here are the telltale signs. And then people are like, Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think you were going to send me an email about, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not really me, is it? And they're like, No, that's how we kind of figured it was. And usually there's a link in there to some kind of craziness that's going to download who knows what on your computer. But in this case, it looks like it's just a threat to the Seattle City Councilwoman, Shama Sawant. And actually, having it come from a Seattle Fire Department account, that's not a bad call, right? Because, oh, we need to go after them because that's a big no-no. That's another person in civil service that... Uh, you know, is doing this stuff, not good. So I would be very surprised if this is anything other than basically a hacked account of some sorts. But the fact that um, Seattle Fire Department, they've got to have adequate IT, right? That IT person is just going to go in there and change that password willy nilly. And then you should pretty I mean, if this is a, a hacking incident, that should stop it. Or you shut that email account down, reassign them a new one, see where it goes from there. While I appreciate that this message was sent proactively by the department leadership, this is Shama Sawant, I am concerned that I have received two more threatening emails since that time from the same employee's account and that they are increasingly serious in nature, Councilmember Sawant said in a written release. Meanwhile, I have not been informed of any steps taken by the department in nearly three weeks since. Well, maybe they're working on it, you know, just working on it. Kind of like people in Seattle have been working on homelessness, drug addiction, rising crime, all that good stuff. It's being worked on. It's happening. Just not very fast. Maybe it's not really being worked on. I don't know. But you got to take those threats seriously and kind of figure out what's going on. I found this interesting that this hit the major media. I'm urging city officials, this is a tweet from Shama Swamp. I'm urging city officials to investigate threatening emails sent to my office from a city address. While the threats are at me, they're in fact at all who dare to fight for workers' rights and against racism, sexism, oppression, which stem from capitalism. That is legit a tweet that she sent out. Okay, we well, you don't like capitalism. Hmm, that's interesting. You live in America. And socialism has worked out so well throughout history that we should just run right back there and, oh, let's sign me up. Let's do that. I own a couple of companies. Should I just give everything away? And oh, let's hope the workers, workers of the world unite. No, I don't think so. That's not the direction we're heading in. But People of Seattle, they're electing this kind of person as their official, as their politician. 
And you get what you pay for, right? The District 3 council member went on to question why there appears to have been no effort to secure the employee's account, stating that assurances from the Seattle Fire Department that the situation is being handled are beginning. They are beginning to strain being credible. This is not credible. We, we've got a situation here. I'm not believing what they're saying. Kind of like I don't believe most of what the Seattle City Council has to say on anything. That's kind of where I'm at. If the employee is to be believed that he did not send the threatening emails, has there been no effort by the department to secure his account? Has the employee not so much as been asked to change his password? Why have no further steps been reported to me? She asked. Well, because they're out doing other stuff. And it's, again, I go back to, we've got a lot on our plate. There's a lot of stuff going on. And guess what? Following up on what is apparently a hacked email account, mm, not high priority. It's just not. There are real people having real crimes to them being done out there. And you know what the Seattle Police Department is doing? They're not able to get to everything, right? That's what's going on. That is what's happened when you defund the police and they all want to leave. The fire department, eh, they're going to they're gonna take a shot at it. They're an IT person. They're going to do a little something. But unless a crime has been committed and if there is a threat, but, you know, threats, aren't threats probably one of the 100 misdemeanors that we're going to make into a non-crime? I would think that, you know, even a threat to a politician that's probably not going to be much of a crime down the road here in Seattle. So are we trying to get ahead of the curve here and get your, your current threat going as far as follow up and what should be done, accountability and all that stuff? Or do we handle it as if all the misdemeanors have been, you know, yeah, we don't really arrest for that. We don't really follow up on that. Why would a threat against a politician be any different? Why would why would we follow up on that? That's not the direction we're heading in. That's not where we're going here in Seattle anyway. So I found this a, a super interesting um, topic to kind of come up with. It's like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. But the rest of you guys, you're over here. And this is your reality. So if anybody else in Seattle has a threat against them, guess what's going to happen? You got it nothing, nothing. Death threat against you? Eh. Yeah, if a guy shows up with a pitchfork or a gun or something like that, and he physically tries to assault you, you know, we might work on that. But we've got other stuff to deal with. And guess what? Our troops, the police officers, they are spread pretty thin and the direction of employment for them is going the wrong way. They are quitting, they are leaving because you wanted to fund them and you want to reimagine and rethink something else. And guess what? You don't have enough police to kind of cover all this stuff. Did a podcast, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Mom had a, a 13 year old daughter just basically horrific stuff said to her. Police didn't show. They're busy. It's New Year's Eve. Don't have the ability to cover it. And so down the road, a threat to a council uh, person, I don't see that as being a real urgent deal. 
I don't really see that probably as urgent at all. And so while the threats are at me, I'm reiterating what Sean Swant said here, while the threats are at me, they're in fact at all who dare to fight for workers' rights and against racism, sexism, oppression, which stem from capitalism. Okay, you're making that statement, and yet not everybody is getting the same treatment here. You as a council member person, you're asking for some, you're demanding, you need to, you need to get to the bottom of this, you need to understand what's going on. And I get that. But it seems like a real double standard here that you want to defund the police and basically not have coverage there. And yet at the same time, I need this taken care of, I, I need this addressed. I don't know, double standard to me, because guess what, they're probably not going to figure anything out. That would be my guess. This will be the last of this news story. I don't know. But um, yeah, double standards left and right is the way that I see it. Let's focus on what's really going on in Seattle. And we've been over those issues, probably, you know, several hundred times. I think we're on podcast 300 something now. And we talk about this fairly often. The city has bigger fish to fry and figuring out who is sending threats via email, I don't think is going to be high on their list of priorities, only because uh, a council member is squawking about it. Are they probably going to do anything? We'll just have to see what happens. But um, that's kind of a that's kind of a quick overview of what's going on there. But let's talk about something else. Let's do an, an about face. Let's talk about President Trump. He went ahead and he pardoned little Wayne but he didn't pardon exotic Joe, right? I mean, from from the whole that whole Tiger King thing, right? <laughs> that to me is like, all right, he went down the little Wayne, but exotic Joe was a no go. Uh, I couldn't really figure that one out. But I thought that was really interesting. Some of the people he pardoned were I mean, it was it was kind of just a bunch of cronies that he pardoned, right? That was kind of that was entertaining. But to make the distinction, Lil Wayne, you're good. Exotic Joe, you did some stuff and you got caught. And I can't bail you out. I can't bail out everybody. So that one was I mean, that was that was just wild. Exotic Joe had a uh, if, if you haven't seen Tiger King, interesting. I saw probably three quarters of it. I couldn't get there quite enough to want to finish out. I, I don't know. I just, I kind of lost interest and I came up with a couple of other uh, Netflix, you know, ongoing series to watch. And so everybody told me, oh, you got to wait till the very end or you got to get further than you are. And I was like, yeah, but I'm kind of losing interest here. You know, a bunch of red folk, redneck folks doing some crazy redneck stuff. To me, it was just like, all right, yeah, I want to see something <laughs> a little different. I don't know, for, for whatever reason. So I didn't get there. I'm also not a huge Lil Wayne fan, but, um, you know, he's got a place in rap history for what that is worth. And he talks about what's going on in his environment. And somebody gave him a gold-plated handgun and to a felon, not a good call. But that's where he was, up on charges. Those are dismissed. Exotic Joe went as far. He really thought that he was going to get pardoned. He rented a limo at his attorney's office to come bring him home. 
That's the new story I saw. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. Some interesting stuff going on with the exit of Trump. Trump just kind of, he just kind of booked it out of there, right? He's off to Portland. He's uh, not Portland. He's off to um, Florida. What if Trump went to Portland to retire? He and the peaceful protesters in downtown Portland should get along swimmingly. No, he's off to his Mar-a-Lago um, and uh, his basically his resort in Florida. He'll do the next four years there. And then will he be back? Don't know. Will be he be impeached? Don't know. I kind of think that'll all die down as we just move along with the whole uh, new administration. Will there be some holdouts? We need to impeach him. This is the best thing for the country. All right, whatever. I highly doubt Trump will be back. But could be wrong. I've been wrong many, many times before. And it's just a guess. But um, yeah, some interesting things on day one and two of the new administration. We also had a couple of pretty good sized protests in Portland and in Seattle. And uh, they caused some damage. They did some damage there. Done podcasts on both of those. And um, we don't really have the Black Lives Matters involved as much as, as the folks dressed in black. So that is an ongoing theme. And now we are talking about we no longer need Biden either, even though Biden's only been president for just, you know, literally hours now. Um, we don't want to see him as president. We don't need presidents at all either. So those are continuing themes here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast that we'll talk about. We will continue talking about our council members who bring up um, ideology that in um, a capitalist country like the United States, it's an interesting call. Um, and by interesting, I mean, what, what are you doing? Who elected you? What is going on? But that's what we're talking about here, Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And as these topics keep coming up, I'm going to keep talking about it because you guys want to hear it. That's what I do. I abuse the microphone. So let's keep going. All right. So that's, that's it for me on this one. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for subscribing. Again, we just hit 10 million views here not too long ago. And when you look at that, and you think, oh, that's got to be somebody else's YouTube channel, right? And you look around and you go, oh, it's not it's mine. And that's all due to you guys. So thank you so much for your continued um, watching of the content and downloading the podcasts and all the podcast platforms out there. It's been, um, it, I would say it's been a fun ride, but that does that means I'm done and I'm not. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep bringing these to you as long as you guys keep listening. So thanks for your involvement. And um, I'll do my best to keep bringing you content that I think you want to hear. All right. If you want to get a hold of me, Sean at Seattle Real Estate Podcast.com. Thanks again. I'll catch up with you guys in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.